All right. This is the last excerpt from our Make December Matter planning day. And I laugh when I say that because literally the word excerpt has come out in every possible which way as I started to record this episode. If you go through these seven episodes from the Make December Matter event, you should have what you need to decide how you want to feel about this season, make a plan that reflects that, and really live that plan this season. As I've told you before, we are keeping this conversation going over in our new private community, so definitely make sure you're signed up for that at plansimple.com slash matter. If you've already signed up for Make December Matter and you're using these to re-listen or to catch up, all is good. You should have so many emails from us with the link to the community, so just head on over there, okay? Head on over there and come join the conversation. It will help you follow through. When you can see other women doing this, when you can be gently nudged by the prizes and games we're going to be having over there. And also we have this Small Moves That Matter series, which seems like extra content every day, but really everything that they're doing, every episode of that, every expert who shows up, I ask to show up for very specific reason because everything that they're teaching is going to really help you believe that what you're planning is possible. Sometimes it's a tool to help you just get to calm. Sometimes it's an actual tool to help with a hard conversation. So all the topics that are being covered in Small Moves That Matter are things that I see come up for women around holidays, family, spirituality, business building at this time of year. Okay? So go check those out. Again, enrollment is open for Flow 365. There's lots of reasons to sign up right now. If you've been thinking about it, but just have questions, let's talk. Let's get on a call and talk because I'm not going to try to strong arm anyone into joining Flow. We have such a lovely community of women who really want to be there. I wouldn't want anyone to be there who doesn't really want to be there. Uh, And sometimes it's helpful just to talk through your specific situation. And you'll start to see what it's like to be able to talk through making a choice because that's really what we do for years. We're making lots of choices about your life. So good. All right. So this particular episode The way that I ran to make December matter, the live event, the whole four and a half hours was up until up until now, the episodes were really extractable. But once we started getting into the decision piece of it, all the decisions that we wanted to make, I started going through the worksheets, the planning sheets and turning on music and giving everyone time to do them. So part of the bonus of having this episode is that we don't need to do that. But when I went to go just extract that, I realized that when you when you start cutting up music, it doesn't sound so great when it comes together and the, the quiet time has been extracted. So I'm going to take you through the important parts and I will prompt you to pause. And I'm not going to be going through everything. If you want to do that, go listen to the recording, but I will go through a lot of it. I will go through the steps so that you know what to expect, what to do, um, and why I made it this way. Okay. All right. So let's start. So just to orient you, we are on page nine of the playbook and it will be nine and 10. And you could do this on a blank piece of paper. 
So this page is titled Six Weeks of Aligned Choices. And basically what this page is, is it's what I would call a brain dump. We do this in our planner. We do this at the beginning of a week. We do this often in flow, in the flow planning process. And this is a brain dump for all the things you want to happen in December. I want you to think about everything. I want you to think about the holiday things. I want you to think about food ideas that are coming up. I want you to think about certain situations that maybe even are stressing you out. So this doesn't have to be like your tangible to-do list. Things could come into this like feelings, like worry or excitement. You can, this isn't about ordering anything. This is literally about emptying your brain. So you could write down one after another, like that you want a peaceful December and that you want to buy so-and-so a Tonka truck. (laughs) Like it doesn't, like there's no order to this. I just want you to keep going. Just follow your thoughts, get them all out of your head and onto paper. And the slide I showed of this in the live event was just of an empty closet. Because the reason to do a brain dump is not to create a to-do list. The reason to create a brain dump is think of this. Think of if you went upstairs and you emptied out your whole closet and you put all the things, maybe even in a bed on a different room, but maybe on your bed behind you, but your closet is just empty. Your hangers are in there. There's nothing on the floor. There's nothing on the shelves. Maybe you've even vacuumed it. So it's literally empty. And think about how much possibility you see in that empty closet. And then imagine you turn around to your bed and you see all the clothes, which is the equivalent of our normal to-do list. (laughs) You're just like, oh my gosh, I can't move. What am I going to do? How am I going to do all this? So we want to really feel that empty. We really want to feel the emptying of the brain. So what I would love you to do is I would love you to press pause and set a timer on your phone. And if you're sitting somewhere where you have you can listen to music or you have earbuds, you could put them in and listen to music while you're doing this. Like you want to be relaxed. If you're at home you and you're on a clear table, you could light a candle. If you're not on a clear table, you might consider pausing this and making the space feel really great to you. Feeling like the ritual of sitting down to do these decisions feels really good, feels in alignment with how you said you want to feel. So notice what that word is. If the word was calm, how can you make your space calm? If the word was fun, how can you do this in a fun atmosphere, right? So think about that. Get yourself set up. Think about it, but don't get stuck in it, all right? That's what you got to promise me. And then sit down and do a brain dump for 10 minutes and then assess where you are. See if you feel empty. If you don't feel empty, then set a timer again for five more minutes, okay? That is the first step of making decisions. All right, the next step is that we're going to look at page 11, which is titled Primary Focus. And if you don't have the planning book in front of you right now, or you don't have these pages, all you really need is a notebook. I can talk you through this one, okay? I can really talk you through all the things we're doing today. So if you have your playbook, page 11, if not, then just follow along and you can do this in a blank piece of paper. So I think it was Oprah who said, you can have everything, but just not all at once, or you can do everything, but just not all at once. And I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the reasons we get so just stuck and like we feel like we're going to explode is because we we want so much which by the way we 100% should 
And yet we think something's almost wrong with us that we want so much because it feels like we're stuck in just like ick. And a lot of that has to do with planning and just not being able yet to see it in time, which we're going to get to today. And so one of the first steps is just to really start to get clear because it really can't all happen at once. So we want to be clear about what it is we really want. So we'll go back to that brain dump and start extracting from there eventually. But right now, what we want to do is we just want to like really understand our primary focus. And this is maybe things you, now that you have an empty brain, you might actually recall things from your brain dump, but you also want to be in touch with the way you want to feel. And then the question becomes like, what's your focus? What's your focus in the holidays? So you can't like, what if you don't need to think about everything? What if you just need to really pinpoint on one thing? So for example, for me, my focus is on the coming together of my kids after they've been apart for three months, right? So one of my kids has been home the whole time, but she hasn't had to be with siblings. <laughs> and the other two have been in their own worlds. And so we've all become the next versions of ourselves, not with each other. And so when we all come together, there might be a thing. And so that's my focus for this holiday season. So when I'm thinking of what we're actually doing, I want to be focused on that, the coming together of my kids and how I'm helping to hold space for that so that we can all be in the most successful relations. Like I can't control everything, but I can set us up for success. So that's number one. That's my, that's how my holiday focus is. I will say in years past, focuses have been not having too many gifts. So what, like, what did that look like that, you know, what was entailed with that? Sometimes it was not getting more gifts myself. Sometimes it was having conversations with other people. Sometimes my focus was around staying calm while my kids were in this performance that was all season long. Um, so every year it's been a little bit different. So what's your holiday primary focus? Okay. Number two, in this month, you know, as we're thinking of the end of the year, what's your primary focus around food? And this can look different for everybody too. Someone on the call said they want to get through all their freezer food. Great. That's a focus for food. I have this desire to stay with what I've been doing around balancing my hormones. So that's actually going to be my focus this season. Does that mean that I'm not going to be making food for holidays? No, of course I am. But other years, food for the holidays has been my focus. This year, it's not, <laughs> right? So I'm I still might do it. It's just, I'm not going to do it at the expense of other of this other focus. Okay, my health. What's my focus around health? How about work and money? So for me, work and money... Uh, one of my things is I want to take a like real week off at the end of the year. So what does that look like? Right? So that's what I'm working toward. What about home? Home, it's interesting because home for me reflects back to the holiday one, which is everyone coming together because this is an important home component to everyone coming together and the fact that we've sort of edged into different people's spaces in different ways since they've been gone. So how do I, how do I tend to all that? Relationships, self-care, spirituality. What is your primary focus? All right. One of my focuses is around journaling. I think that is my spiritual primary focus. No, it's part of it. 
I've been playing around with just two hours of really being in that centerpiece, um, which for me is a spiritual practice. And part of that is journaling. Part of it is is just creating a real pause. And um, at this time of year, I love doing Kim Murray, who's one of the speakers, her sacred nights. You will see me talk about that in an email. So check it out if that's interesting to you. It's a very specific journal from that goes from the 25th to the 12th of January, 25th of December to 12th of January. And having quiet time to answer those questions has served me a lot in years past. Okay, so holidays, food, health, work and money, home, relationships, self-care, and spirituality. What is your primary focus? And the last question on this page, 11, is what won't you do? What won't you do this holiday season? One of mine is around traveling. There's a lot of people I would love to see, including my very, very, very cute little niece. And I won't do it if it takes any of my kids out of alignment. That wasn't always true. That was not always true. So what won't I do? It used to be, I would say, you know, 14 years ago, I won't eat gluten or dairy. Like before it was a th- like, now it's just a pattern. I haven't had gluten or dairy in 14 years, but there was a time a few years where I had to tell myself that I won't do that. I don't want to do that. Somebody suggested on the Make December Matter Live event, I won't give in to buying presents when I really want to make all my presents. So what won't you do this season? What are you committing to for good reason? All right, um, you can press pause now, and I would love you to answer those questions, okay? All right, after you do that, sometimes it's fun to go back to your brain dump now that you know what you won't do. And see if there's anything you can just cross off because the energy is just wrong. And you could cross off anything that's related to what you won't do. You could also cross off anything that you can that is feels so out of alignment of the way that you said you want to feel. So sometimes it's fun to just go cross some things off while you're in this what I won't do energy, right? And again, this list is not a to-do list, but we will use it since you spent the time oper- um, operating, emptying your brain, okay? All right, so now we're going to move to page 12. And 12 has a series of four questions that I'm just going to read and then explain anything that needs to be explained. And then you're going to press pause and you're going to answer the questions, okay? So the first one is, how do you naturally feel at this time of year? Is it in alignment with how you said you want to feel? What do you need to plan for to bridge the gap? So actually, this brought up some questions in the live event, so I'm going to clarify right now. So there's two different ways you could answer this, and you could actually answer it both ways if you wanted. So the way I intended was how do you like, what is your natural rhythm at this time of year? So if you didn't have all the things that had happened in your life, how would you naturally be at this time of year? And I was sharing that for me, I'm very like contemplative at this time of year. It's a time when if you just lit a fire, if I just could light a fire every morning and sit there all day and like write and read and be and maybe have a cup of, I don't know, tea every once in a while, I would be so happy. And I have three kids so who are now young adults and teenagers, but there was a time when like 
that was obviously not how things looked, but naturally that is how I am. That is like my natural being. I'm like, I'm a go into hibernation girl. I live in a area where it's dark. You know, I'm, I'm in New England, so it's dark at this time of year. And naturally that's how I am. So that's what I would write here. But I also want to, and, 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 and I would plan for that in years when it wasn't always like that. That's, that's why this practice actually came to be, was because I needed to figure out how to fold more of that into my life during a season when my kids were, had really full lives and I was doing all the kid things and there was a, a, you know, the house was very busy and I needed to really figure out how to get myself into alignment. So that's one way to look at this. But also, if you have lived a... Uh, if you've lived away this season for long enough, maybe something happened during this season. So if like the holidays make you sad because you lost somebody, like, so you could have had an experience. So it might not be your, like your natural inclination, but it just may be what comes up. You may be here because the holidays always make you feel overwhelmed. So I just want to be clear. That's not how you naturally feel. <laughs> so it would probably be good for you also to tune in with what you naturally are feeling at this time of year. For some people, it's more about joy and connection and, um, you know, like that, just the holiday spirit, like that, that might naturally come up with you. And then the fact that you feel sad and blue at this time of year feels actually out of alignment with that. So you could, you could put both things down here and you could bridge the gap to both things, but I just want you to acknowledge the difference. Some things happen from circumstance and some things are really based on how we seasonally feel at this time of year. Does that make sense? So put those down. That's the first question. How do you feel at this time of year naturally? Is it in alignment with how you said you wanted to feel? The answer is probably not. And what do you need to bridge the gap? Okay, the second question is, what loops do you want to close? What needs completion? So this is really like you probably did one of them if you did the first exercise of our whole of this whole series, right? But what else is there? Is there little things that need closing before the end of the year? Is like, do you want to have cleaned off your desktop? Do you need to have done something for people in your, your employees? Or just what needs closing? What needs completion? What just needs to be done so it's not hanging over you? And this may come from your brain dump. So feel free to go back to the brain dump and put those here if they come from there. And here's a little tip. As you move anything, as you ever are moving or flowing anything forward into questions, cross them out from your brain dump, okay? So you've, you haven't finished them, but you've tended to them. You've moved them to the next place so you can cross them off. And you can press pause at any point, but I'm going to go through page by page. So that was the second question on this page. The third question is, what do you need to do to transition the house into holiday season? And maybe what do you need to do to transition it out if you feel like that happens soon enough and you want to just note that? And it might be that it's obviously if you transition in, it's those same things that need to transition out. So it might be the same list. But what is that for you? Is it that you need to go get a bin out of the basement that has all the Hanukkah stuff? Is it that you need to go buy a Christmas tree? Is it that, or you want to go, I should say you want to go, but no one needs to buy anything, but do you want to go get a Christmas tree? 
um, like what's happening around the house. For me, a lot of it's around everybody coming together, right? Because that was my primary focus. So go back and look at your primary focus and make sure that the quote unquote need is coming from that focus. So for me, the focus is about integrating all the kids. So all the things that I'm putting on here are about that, are about spaces. So that's what I prioritize. Yes, I want to get a Christmas tree. And actually that's part of one daughter's integration because that's important to her. And there's certain things that maybe I always do that actually clearing out my son's room, we've actually been using it a bit as a folding laundry station (laughs) since he's been gone, needs to not be that anymore. So how do I transition that? How do I make that different? Okay, the fourth question is, what are some ways you can be supported and how do you show how do those show how do those show up in your plans? So often we go do all these plans and it's about like, you know, eventually we're gonna get to gifts and it's like, okay, I'm gonna do all these things. But like other people in your house might be able to help. Like maybe the gifts are coming from you and your spouse. So where do you need support? Right? Maybe with some of my home stuff, it's like I could pull the kid who's here into some of it my husband and I could split it. Like, like, how do I need support? I actually may finally, I haven't, we haven't had people come in to clean since COVID. So maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe that's a piece that needs to happen, right? So what are some ways that you can be supported? And how does that show up? All right, that is page 12. Those are the four questions. So there's a whole other page of questions. And if you want to feel like you're listening and then doing, listening and doing, you could press pause and do page 12 of questions. All right, you ready to make some more choices? The first one, this is a good one. So we're on page 13 now. So the first one is radical self-care practices. You are going to integrate this season. Hopefully this was on your brain dump, though it's not always on women's brain dumps. But how are you going to take care of yourself? Go look at that brain dump, but also answer this question if nothing's there. What does that look like for you? And it really depends on what phase you're in. For some of us, it's about getting a shower. For others of you, it's going to be about meditation or yoga class, right? Like, what is it for you? It might might be that radical self-care is about taking care of yourself in a whole new way before you bump into a relative who doesn't make you feel your best, right? So... Maybe you have a new way that you're going to make yourself feel your best before you see this person. So what are your radical self-care practices you are integrating? And by the way, if you are doing this in the playbook, the lines are really randomly selected. You do not need to fill them all in. You could choose three things, even though there's more lines here. Okay. In fact, often less is more. And again, if any of these things are in your brain dump, make sure to cross them off your brain dump as you bring them over here. The next thing is future-inspired food choices. So this is like, how would that person on January 1st, what did she have in in December? So what do you need to think about in terms of food? And we're going to get deeper into food later, but what do you need to think about food? What are you thinking about for yourself, for the holidays? What do you really need to think about food? And for me, it's a lot about health right now. So it's 
you know, deciding what's around on Christmas Day, what serves everyone who's here, and also how I'm really making sure that I'm nurtured in the way that I want to be. Um, It's about making sure that my kids are nurtured in the way that they're really needing to be. We're coming together and everybody has slightly different things. I have someone who has gluten and dairy allergy, and I have someone who's a vegetarian, and I have I have two that are vegetarians who don't happen to be the gluten and dairy person. So then there's some protein that wants to come in. So it's like, what? how am I doing that? What are some of the things that I'm thinking about, especially as I come into my primary focuses, which for me, again, was about coming together a family and also really taking care of my balanced hormones. So what does that look like? The next question is value-aligned holiday traditions. So this is a great time to cross some things off that brain dump if they're not in alignment with how you want to feel. So I remember a year where on the brain dump, there was all sorts of stuff like go downtown and see the lights and then do this and then do that, all the things, because I had little kids at the time and it was like all the things, like let's do something fun every day. And I was in a season where I was just wanting to feel calm and ease. And if you've ever taken little kids to a museum or past their bedtime to lights, you know that that does not create comedies on the other side either when you're trying to put them to bed. So it's like that year I was like, oh, like a really great tradition would be reading by the fire. That could be a new thing. And so we made some new traditions and we ditched some old things and we did do some of them, but they were always sandwiched by these calmer moments so that I could access ease and calm. So what does that look like? And I will tell you that I have nothing good to share on this page. I'm going to share all my answers on this page, on this answer. I'm going to share all my answers in our community. I'm going to fill this all out um, probably by the end of Black Friday day, if you're hearing this in real time. And I'm going to share those. But this is a place where I'm really redesigning. I, I now am just really taking in the fact that I said for so many years, I have three teenagers. And right now I'm feeling like I have a teenager and two young adults, even though one of those young adults is still technically a teenager. So it's just different. And so what does that look like? What does that look like? What are those aligned holiday traditions now? And some of them are the same. Some of them actually I was ready to get rid of two weeks ago when I wasn't sure about anything in December. And one of my kids asked for one of them back. And I was like, okay, we can do that. So what are those? All right, last but not least, what dates do you need to be aware of? This could be travel, school breaks, work times, visitors coming. So here's the thing. At this step, you don't have to know the date yet. So this is a great example of when we're making choices, we get lost in a rabbit hole, right? So it's like, okay, when do the kids get out of school? And you go to the website and you try to look for the date and then you see you have an email or you see an alert in Facebook and two hours later, you're coming up for the date, forgetting what you even were doing. So what you want to do here is stay focused and just write down the things. This kid gets out of school. This kid gets out of school. Like write down what you need to find dates for. And then afterwards, be focused to go find the dates to the things. So I might write down um, when my daughter finishes school has her, her school vacation, when my son has his school vacation, when my middle kid is getting back from traveling abroad, um, 
I might put dates that we are going to travel somewhere. Um, I would put the date that I want to stop not be working. Um, I would put down visitors. I'm not sure we're having any, but I would put those down if I knew we were having them. So those kinds of things. When my husband's off work, just so we can like be coordinated. I want to know those things. All right. If you haven't done pages 12 or 13, it is time to pause and answer those questions. All right, so at the beginning of this whole event, I showed the, the diagram of flow and I showed everything sort of has equal parts, the whole, the whole system. And I always say that really the centering part is the most important and it could even take up more space in many situations. So right today, we're spending a lot of time on decisions. There's a lot of decisions to be made around planning December. So I want you to always remember that you can get back to center by taking a deep breath, by walking around the block, by going and taking a shower, like whatever, like what will get you back to center? Go hug your husband, whatever it is, or wife, just get centered. What does it look like? How can you quickly, quickly get centered? And again, quickly, quickly just envision this amazing month you're creating. Just close your eyes and for 10 seconds, see it and then come back. The other thing is, is if you've been sitting doing this the whole time, maybe take a stretch, right? Stretch, stretch a little bit and come back. So now we're going to move to page 14 to gifts. And you can do this however you want. This page may or may not serve you, but this is just one of those things that we need to decide. And oftentimes it's great to decide a budget. And a lot of people in the live events declared when they were going to be done. <laughs> when are they going to not be buying gifts anymore? And this can be something that can help us. And so that we, we understand the when enough is enough, right? When enough is enough and how we can just not have this take us out of how we said we wanted to feel. So this is assuming there's nine kinds of people or people that you want to get things for. If you'd rather do this on a blank page, do that. But list out the people, list out what it is that you need to think about. This is when some very ambitious people go to Excel spreadsheets. I sometimes do it in a note on my phone, but then again, my kids are sometimes see my phone. So I don't know. I don't know where the best place to do this is, but do it in a place where Nobody who wants to be surprised can see it and map it out, map it out now and map out your intention. And I've been hearing a lot this year about Christmases or Hanukkah that is switching to from gifts to experiences. And it's so amazing when we do that and it can be harder than we think. So write them all out, like see it on paper. One of the things about this phase of decision-making is it's like, you can see it. You can like, you can see your capacity to create it. When you just see it all there, that does a lot to melt away overwhelm. Even though there might be a number of errands or some hours spent needing to find some of these things, what is this? And by the way, there's a very thoughtful way as one of the small moves that matters um, to give stories as Christmas gifts. And Katie shares a number of ways to do that. So go check that out as well. All right. Moving on, but you're pausing. If you're ready to do this, you pause, okay? And when you're ready to move on, what we're actually going to do is we're going to skip the next page in the planner <laughs> and we're going to move to page 17 because we're in the deciding phase and there's this 
marriage between deciding and scheduling that's going to happen. Um, but I want to get us through the deciding thing. So on page 17, there's a page for you just to like write out what are all your food ideas? What are all the things you're thinking about? What are the things you want to make? What are the, and it doesn't even have to be about December. It's like, what do you know how to make? Sometimes when we're going to plan meals, we forget. <laughs> we forget what we know or care about. So you could write down the things that you love for making at certain holidays. You could write down things you want to learn how to make in a healthier way. You can write down easy dishes or soups or something that you just know how to do that just feel really easy so that when you're going to make your plan, you look at this list and you're like, oh, there's there's a lot to draw from here, right? Okay, so that brings us through making choices. Now, in this episode, I'm going to bridge us into what it means to then schedule and follow through and Again, this is, goes much more in depth than the actual, um, in the actual training and also the Sunday call that followed. And I just wanted to give you a summary on the podcast so you can get through the whole playbook. All right, so on pages 15 and 18, there are two monthly views. And I just find that this page is like, it's almost like a tool. I recycle this page pretty quickly after I decide what everything is. I either get it into my electronic calendar or it goes to my weekly plans. But this is how I see the whole big picture. Again, it's like so I can like with the gifts, I can just see it. And the first one is really about planning the holidays, page 15, and page 18 is about dinners. So the holiday one that's where I go and I, I get some of the, I see some of these things. So I might put in some of those key dates just in little type on the days they happen, like when my daughter's getting home from overseas, when school gets out, when there's like school performances that are happening um, or my son gets home. Like I'll put all that in little writing on the calendar so I have anchors for it. And then what I'm doing is I'm looking at all the things that I say I really want to be a part of our family's December. And by the way, I almost feel like one could do this for yourself and for your family if you're holding both. Because um, now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, oh, I could duplicate that page and go do my whole sort of self-care, how I'm taking of me thing and really understand that at a new level. So just food for thought. I don't even think I shared that in the live event. But I'm taking that page and I'm putting in like, when we're getting our Christmas tree. And I'm taking into consideration this that, that primary goal, which is to really help our family come back together after everyone's been spread out. And that's happening throughout the month of December. So it's like the first five days, because my daughter comes back on the, I think, I don't know, the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. So the beginning days, I really want to focus on the daughter who's here in a really special way. And so that we can all transition into the the what happens when everybody comes together better when she gets there. So I'm going to look at those days and see what that means for me. And again, I will put this up when I do when I when I put it there. And then it's like my daughter comes home and it's then it's like well, what does she need? And then how am I still tapping into the other one who's here? And then it's a son, my son comes home. And so again, it's like how do we make it so how do I I really look at the the month so that I'm I'm tending to all this in a way that really makes sense for us. So that's what I'm thinking about this year in December. In past years when everybody was here already and this wasn't my goal and it was about simplifying like 
I would be like, okay, when do we want to send cards to the grandparents? Okay, that maybe that happens on this day. And when do we want to get the tree? Maybe that happens on this day. And oh, we have that concert at school or the school Christmas fair. Okay, let's put that there. Let's let's make sure we're acknowledging that that's happening. Because if I'm wanting calm and ease and there's so much going on, I just want to spread it out so it really feels reasonable. Does this make sense? So you see how you could do one for your family and one for yourself? And I would say that the one that I do for my family, it traditionally, and this is the thing I was asked to do again, I actually turn it into a calendar, a countdown, like what someone might call an advent calendar or countdown calendar. And I all the numbers of the days are in there. And then kids pick things out each day. But the things that they're picking out aren't like toys or extra things. They're picking out like, oh you know, go have tea with mama, which might be what happens in that first five days when I just have my daughter. And then it's like, you know, go to the airport and be really present with your sister coming home or whatever. So it's like, it's setting us all up for success. So that is what I do. (laughs) It's so fun. Um, In past years, it might've been like sing carols and go get a Christmas tree. And what that does is it made it, so the singing carols part made it, so it's like, we're not going to be on our phones. We're going to be singing carols while we go get the Christmas tree. And we're getting our Christmas tree today. And then another day might be put lights on the Christmas tree. And what I was doing there was I was like making the process slowed down so we didn't have to do everything at once. So it was more easeful. Does that make sense? So this is what I'm doing in that month at a glance. And again, I'm going to do it for myself and for our family this year. And I'm really excited about that. And the small moves that matter, that's essentially my version of this to you. So if you want, you could just have a December where you go through each of those one a day and do the transformation that it gives you. So that could be a fun way to do it too. The second one is on page 18, that's December dinners. And so from your dump of like all the food, just plotting out maybe what what are all the dinners Uh, Somebody used this again to go through their freezer uh, at Make December Matter. But I find that if I know what's for dinner, especially when the house is like in and out, that just helps me know that I'm feeding myself well. It helps me know that I've tended to everybody. It just helps me know that I'm not scrambling at that hour. And in December, not only am I thinking about family, I'm actually thinking a lot about you all because this is one of our busiest months. Um, This is when I love to serve you all. It is when we're in open enrollment for Flow 365. And there's just a lot of moving pieces. And I want to make sure that I know that I'm eating well, (laughs) that I'm really walking my talk as we do that. Okay. And so then Last but not least, there's a couple other pages I want to point out. Starting on page 19, there are these pages that say date on the top. There is a slight difference between all of them. It's the second to last question. But this is meant to be, what I do is I use three of these pages around each holiday. So Thanksgiving, I'm doing it for the day before, Thanksgiving and the day after. For Christmas, I'm doing it for the day before, Christmas, day after. For New Year's, I'm doing it for the New Year's Eve, New Year's, day after. And This assures that on those more celebratory moments, I'm really understanding what's happening with the food. So again, we're always flowing things forward into more detail. So the month at a glance, definitely just like if you just did that, you'd be so far ahead. If you did that and then did a few of these, then you'd feel even better. It's like you got, it's like you're always flowing it forward. So take what serves you and definitely, most definitely leave the rest. Okay, 
The other page that I think um, might be useful for you is on page 16. This is really the self-care piece and why I didn't actually have a calendar <laughs> for those because I find that with self-care and practice, it's more about what we do on a daily basis. So that is really a grid of the days of the of December, but I was actually doing this till Christmas. And what are the habits? So across the top, I would write on top of each box, which one I'm talking about. So maybe I want to meditate for five minutes every day. Maybe I want to go on a walk outside every day. Maybe I want to make sure I'm drinking at least four glasses of water. So these are all things I would write across the top and then I can track my habits that way. So it's a little less about like figuring out the exact hour, but this is a way of scheduling, right? So I'm trying to teach you all the different tools and tricks of the flow planning process. Um, and again, you don't need to do all of this. You will get big wins from doing small pieces. And then at the very end, so pages 30 to 36, these are weekly, week at a glance views. So you can print out these pages and each week you can tune into this page. And at the beginning of the week, you can be like, okay, what is my focus each day? Like I often time block whole days. So it's like my focus is to, finish all the podcasts, or my focus is to be in the community on a work day, or my focus is to be on, on Mondays is always to be on all of our small group calls and flow. My focus in December on a Wednesday might be around my kids. I don't know. So it's like, what is the focus or on my health? So always pinpointing that focus and then plotting some of these things out in time. And instead of doing the thing that's in the planner where it's hour by hour, we actually do it um, morning, day, and evening on this, just so it's a little bit more looser in this sort of holiday feeling time. And then on each page is the small move that, that matters for that day. So you can decide if you want to do it and put any action steps from that below. So that, all of those things that I just shared, they should, they are the decisions that you're making and they're you anchoring it in time. So it's the third and fourth step of the flow planning process. Both of those things are super important. If you keep everything in list, it will continue to feel overwhelming. So even if you just take one part, like let's say you've just listened to this whole thing and haven't implemented yet, even if you just did one part, like you wrote out all the gifts you want, and then you figured out when you were going to find them and when you were, and, and maybe that's in sections, like there's some out side shopping that needs to be done. There's some online shopping that needs to be done. Find time for all that and then find time to wrap, find time to send, whatever the things are, find that in your calendar and put them in time. And that will just change that one thing for you, 100%. So if you can't do it to everything, do it to the thing that feels most important. Often people take action on that advent calendar thing, that countdown calendar thing. So if that's what speaks to you, maybe that's the piece you do this year. Again, I am fire hosing you with all the things just because I want you to take what resonates most with you. Okay. And if you ever want coaching and feedback on all this, definitely come into flow. This is what we do every week, not just in the holiday season. We're doing this all year long, um, but you can start getting insight right now if that speaks to you. All right. That's what we got. That's what I got. We're going to do follow through next week, but I just want to say that there's like momentum in what we did. You're going to follow through because you've done all four steps. 
Follow through is about going through all the four steps quickly again. So let's say you're you're having the day, like the day comes up and it says, okay, today I'm going to eat this food and I'm going to take care of these holiday gifts. That's what comes up on your schedule along with all the other stuff like work and being a mom and maybe taking care of other things, whatever it is in your life, right? So this is your day. And so it comes time where like you have to, like it's in your calendar. It says you're going to get presents for two hours and you have the list, you have it all scheduled, but you're like, ugh, oh my God, I so don't want to do this right now. I'd rather get ahead on dinner. Or I'd rather sit down and have tea or like, I'm going to get lost in Facebook or Instagram. And you might not even be that conscious about it. It might just happen. So you can keep going through that circle. So when it comes up, it's two hours to go shopping and you're like, oh, the first thing you do is you get centered. What does that look like? Just come into the present moment. I'm going to get centered. Then you vision, like you vision what finish looks like on that two hours. What does it look like when you're done doing this? What does that feel like? Feel it. Again, 10 seconds. Then move on to like decide, decide I'm going to do this because I just, I gave this gift to myself. My past self gave this gift to my future self so that I would show up and go do this right now. So just you're redeciding, Right. And then you're scheduling in the sense that you're like, yeah, there's two hours right now. We're going to go do this. And then you follow through. So see how that works? You can use that loop to follow through. You can also use accountability, right? That's why we have Flow 365, but you can use that with a good friend. I'm going to go buy presents today. I have no desire to. I'm going to text you before I go and I'm going to text you when I get back. All right? So whatever you need, however you need to follow through, but community helps, all this whole planning process helps, and just getting to that point where it doesn't feel like a push. It feels like it's meant to be because you made it meant to be. All right, y'all. I can't wait to see how these Decembers unfold. I will see you real soon.